You're listening to episode 63 of the Urban Yogi Podcast featuring Shaman Durek. Shaman Durek is a sixth generation shaman, author of best-selling Spirit Hacking, Shamanic Keys to Reclaim Your Personal Power, Transform Yourself and Light Up the World, and a visionary for the now age. His focus is on the evolution of humanity and simplifying our lives through common sense. He's redefining what wellness means by putting the power back in people's hands so that they can continuously live their lives authentically and in alignment. Through his powerful ancient teachings, he helps demystify spirituality, making it attainable and understandable for the mainstream audience. Dirk's teachings have impacted thousands of people, from diverse public figures like Nina Dobrev and Gwyneth Paltrow, to tech giants like Dave Asprey of Bulletproof Coffee. Durek's online shaman school and widely popular show Ancient Wisdom Today are instrumental in helping people tap into their personal power and unblocking any negative patterns that keep them from reaching optimal human performance. Today we spoke about sexuality, about labels, and the importance of moving beyond them as a culture. I really hope you enjoy this beautiful talk that we had on a live men's group call with Shaman Durek himself. a beautiful state exercise we usually do that in the men's group would there be any sort of meditation either tantric or, or breath work that you would like to share with us just like three to five minutes to kind of ground us into our bodies yes of course awesome okay so what i want you to do is take a deep inhalation and i want you to focus at the base right where your shaft is that connects into your pelvic bone i want you to focus your your attention right there and I want you to observe the energy. And I want you to breathe, inhale and exhale. And I want you to observe the energy even more. And I want you to observe the sensation of the energy that's coming in to your body from that point. Because that point of that right there at the base where the shaft meets the pelvic, there's an energy that is always flowing. And the more it flows, the more inner balance you create inside of yourself in the way that you create and the way that you operate in the life, in this life towards sensuality and connection. So breathe, inhale, exhale, and keep observing that point. And I want you to observe that point even more. And what I want you to do is I want you to nod your head when you start to feel a sensation in that point. Good. And I want you to nod your head again when you feel it increasing. And I want you to nod your head when you feel the vibrations from that point moving and extending into your spine, into your stomach and starting to warm up your spine. And I want you to nod your head when you feel it getting more intense and increasing even more and going around and up the spine through the pelvic and around the scrotum. 
And I want you to breathe. And I want you to nod your head when you feel the sensation getting stronger and releasing any energies that you've been holding on around your prostate and around your lower pelvic region that start to release up to your throat. When you feel it going up to your throat, just nod your head. And I want you to tell me when you feel it getting stronger in that point at the shaft that meets the, the, the pubic bone and going up to your throat and your throat starts to swallow, to cycle and release any stagnant energy and nod your head when you start to swallow. And I want you to nod your head when you feel energy releasing from your mouth or you feel the pressure or movement in your mouth, like you're playing with your tongue in your mouth, or like you're feeling like you're chewing something or something's in there and you're messing around with your mouth, and nod your head when you feel that energy. And then I want you to nod your head when you start to feel electrical sensations going into the shaft of your penis into the area of that point of the pubic bone and releasing energy out of your mouth and sound waves in your body that you've been holding on to. nod your head when it gets more intense and more comes out of your body and out of your mouth <laughs> and nod your head when it gets even more intense and you begin to feel it through your body and all the energy waves are starting to open up in the shaft, in your pubic bone, moving through your spine, through your stomach, through your chest, and through your throat. <laughs> and knock your head when you feel the sounds coming out from for the gods and goddesses. Remembering yourself as a god or a goddess and that you chose a human form and the other gods and goddesses that are behind the veil 
observing your experience of life in this body, in this biological spacesuit that you are in. Enjoy every time your body allows itself liberation, freedom, and pleasure, and ecstasy, and bliss to be expressed through sound, through movement, and through energy. And tell me when you feel it getting stronger in your body, the vibrations at the shaft and the pubic bone become even stronger and shock, lightning shocks of electricity uh, go uh, to that point and release uh, more out of your mouth, uh, your body as the moans and groans released uh, to the gods and goddesses behind the veil. There we go. That's it. Open yourself up. Open up even more. You are God in this body. Our goddess and God in this body. The form that you have chosen to take is to be celebrated, to be worshipped, to be honored, and to be adored. Pleasure is the way to let God know that you are honoring your existence. Every time you allow pleasure, ecstasy, and bliss to move through you energetically, you are honoring God. You are honoring the divine. You are honoring divinity. You are honoring nature because your body is made up of nature, of earth, air, fire, and water. Water, your blood, your bile, your semen, the vaginal fluids, spinal fluids, the earth, your bones, the fire, the energy generated in your muscles, and the air, your breath. Oh. Very good. Oh. Wow, I've never been taught to focus at that point where the penis goes into the pubis area. That is a powerful point. Yes, it is. Is that there like is the second chakra point in your books? No. So chakras are Sanskrit that comes from more of the Hindu culture. In shamanism, we have what are called PowerPoints throughout the body, or we call them elevated PowerPoints. And what they are is the places of magic, where magic connects to the, uh, to the world of the invisible and into the world of the physical and tangible. And when those points are activated, and they're all over the body, there's so many of them. And when mm -hmm. they are activated, they activate certain awareness, certain focus, optimization of your brain, increase your mitochondria, access the different levels inside of your body for complete regeneration of cells and regulation of your body system. And so for a lot of men who I show these things to um, from the shamanic perspective, they begin to go, wow, like, how come I walk into a room and I'm like glowing or people around me are feeling my, that potent energy because it's really about the potency, right? Cause that's the same thing with like, 
you know, with your semen too. Your semen is, the, is, the, is your DNA, but the potency in the semen that connects into the spirit world is called your spirit essence. And mm. so there is this, this it, we, you know, we, we call it the milk of the gods, right? Mm. And so there's this potency. And when you're activating those energy channels throughout your body, you're allowing yourself to, to connect into the reason why you are coming here to earth. Because a lot of times people think mm. they come to earth because this is a school or they've come here to learn something. You didn't come here to learn anything. Thank you. you. Remember. Mm-hmm. You to remember that you are God and that you took, you took a choice to come into an adamant matter body, which is a flesh body, to be a God and demonstrate what a God can do as in its full liberation outside of the labels and the rules and the conditions and what you're told to be, how you're told to act and how you're told to, to create, but really create that true synthesis with nature, your body, with spirit. And that's when you get the most amazing pleasure when you're being intimate with someone. That's when you get the most amazing pleasure when you're hugging someone. That's when you get the amazing pleasure when you're just having a communication with someone is you're learning to make love, not just when you're being intimate in your body, but you're learning to make love with your mind, your words, and in the way that you send energy. That is so beautiful. It's like Albert Einstein said that the, a problem cannot be solved on the same vibration or level of consciousness that created the problem. When you told me to focus at the base of my shaft, I could literally feel my frequency rising to Mm -hmm. the point where problems that I was thinking about this morning were no longer an issue. It was really beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the problems that most people think about really isn't an issue. What becomes an issue is that you're thinking. Thank you. you And so the thinking aspect is the overrated aspect because the thinking aspect is thinking based on what the matrix taught you to think, which is fear, lack. What if, how am I going to survive? What am I going to do? It's always based in these kind of agenda type situations when in truth, the, the understanding is to feel your way through this universe. It's to navigate through sensation, through impulse, through feeling and connection and, and literally recognizing that you hold the energy of both the vagina and the, and the penis, the phallic. So you are also, you're being penetrated by people on a spiritual level, on a mental level, on an emotional level. And you're also um, penetrating other people on a spiritual level, on a mental level, on an emotional level. And so if you can remember that, then you have to ask yourself, what type of seeds are you putting into people with your mind, with your words, right? With your emotions and what type of seeds are you taking in? And so then you realize that the cosmic vagina and the cosmic phallic are one in the same. They are in a synergized point of view. And we are actually playing out through the masculine and feminine aspect, those two energies on the planet. So when we get in alignment to honoring gods and goddesses as they are in their likeness, meaning that when you are being intimate with someone, if I'm intimate with someone, I'm a soul sexual person. I don't put labels on myself that the matrix gave me. I created my own, um, my own way of expressing what that looks like and how that shows up. So for me, soul sexual means that I know that outside of this body, I'm just an eternal being of energy. So that being said, because I chose to be in this body, there is a female and there is a male in this body. So Mm -hmm. I'm very aware of that. So being aware that when I'm connecting, if it's with a man or a woman, I look at it not as I'm connecting with a man or a woman, I see it as worshiping God or goddess. Mm. And so it's the worshiping. We have to bring worship 
back, ritual back to our, the way we connect, the way that we integrate, the way that we, we understand and the, the way we relate. That is the intimacy that allows both the invisible plane and the physical plane to merge again. Because right now we've been separating the two and then putting all these dogma ideas about what God is, what spirit is, and what all these things is. Angels love to make love too, you know? Ancient days, angels made love to the women priestesses and priests in the temples of Egypt, and they gave them great powers. Spirits love to make love. I don't mm -hmm. know why human beings think that it only exists in the flesh. It exists in the spirit too. In heaven, everyone's making love all the time in cluster groups. They're merging into each other, sound energies, you know, because they're not, uh, they don't just have to hold the physical body. If they want to experience it in the physical body, they can, but it's 10 times 20. And actually, you know, thank you, thank you for correcting me. It's a hundred thousand times better than it is here on earth because on earth we have what we call mental um, constrictions mental constrictions about how much, how freaky, how nasty, how open we are going to be, when in truth, these are just words of liberation. It's just saying, whatever it is that you're feeling, right? Let the freakiness and the nastiness is just you letting go of these, these rules of shame and guilt and blame and your, that you shouldn't do this because it's not okay. And you know, you know, someone told you this and someone told you that. Remember, the matrix program is for you to procreate and give them more slaves for the system so that when you leave, they, the, the conveyor belt of people keep being generated on earth to support a system that wants to keep enslaving us. So we have to move out of that. We have to get into understanding true, authentic connection through intimacy with life. Like if mm -hmm. someone is talking to me on a dinner table, on a, on a lunch table, they better bring orgasm to my mind because if they don't, I'm done with the conversation. I better feel so turned on by you when I'm spending time with you. And I don't care if you're a man or a female, I want to feel turned on. I want to feel turned on in every area of my life. And that's how I know that there's a strong energy. We are amplifying love into the world. If I don't feel turned on by you because the way you're talking or the things that are coming, and I don't feel like that juiciness and that, that energy and that, mm, that like, that wow coming from your energy field that's just like just magnetism then i know we're not amplifying and so therefore why am i in this situation and that's mm. that's how i that's how i play it that's beautiful thank you it's like you're you're reifying like giving ourselves permission to feel orgasmic all the time to feel joyful to get out of the head come into the body and be these sensory sexual beings that we were designed to be um, how does homophobia play into the matrix's um, domination, sort of dominator system? Why did they create homophobia? So the idea of creating any principle of fear based upon the way the body is operating, the way that they do that is by taking away your essence of acknowledgement of who you are and what you really are. You see, in this in biological spacesuit, you chose this body to, to carry out a specific energy frequency on the planet for what you actually come to this planet to bring, right? But it doesn't mean someone has the right to tell you how you're going to utilize this spacesuit. It's just a spacesuit, people. My goodness. You know, I mean, it's not like people, be, they behold to it so strongly, like, that's my cock. That's my body. Don't touch that. I have these rules. I have these boundaries, all these things. The reason why they do that is because they want you to feel so locked within your own body's expression of that spacesuit that you follow the rules that they want, which is for you to meet a mate, 
to um, procreate, make more babies. They need you to produce. They need you to create that energy. And remember also in African shamanism, just so you know, um, anyone who is able to merge with both male or female is considered the fifth element. So the way we see it in West Africa is that if you are a person who can merge with men and women, you are what we call a gateway to, to divinity at the highest level because you're able to hold the foundations of the two pillars, one being the masculine, one being the feminine, which means that you can walk into any situation, any dimension, you can access any energy form, you can move through different frequencies because there's some dimensions and some energies, which, we've talk, which I've shared with you before, that cannot be accessed through just the masculine. It has to be accessed through the feminine so that you can weave yourself into the subtle intricacies of these, these subtle frequencies that the masculine energy can't get into because it requires you to shape shift yourself into a different flow where there's some that, that, that the feminine can't get into. So when you house both of them in your being, you become powerful. You become powerful in your ability to utilize energy. You become powerful in your ability to see quantumly. You become powerful in your ability to recognize that the way in which you perceive is not just linear, but you're able to see the multidimensional choices that you can make, which gives you more power. Because I always say a powerful person is not one who sees one way, they see many ways. And that happens when you hold synergy in your body. So synergy doesn't represent sexuality. It doesn't mean the, 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 the matrix created gay. It created hetero, it created bisexual, because it needs a box for you to go in so it can control you. Any box will suit them. They don't care which one you go in, just get in one, then they can control you. So the idea, uh, even with the gay community, is that they pose, the matrix created the gay, then they attack them to make them manipulate them to choose to be in that community and then hold strong to it like they're standing up for their gayness, you know, which actually separates them from their other brothers and sisters in the world who are like, I don't understand what that looks, what that means. And it's not based in that reality. It's based in the reality is that we are all people. We're all gods that chose bodies for the purpose that we chose it. And it has nothing to do with any of these, these boxes and rules that we put ourselves in, not right. whatsoever. <clears throat> so the reason, so would you say that pretty much the preponderance of humans before the matrix got into our psyches have the capability to respond erotically to any sort of gender? And, and that the reason why the matrix instilled that homophobia so intensely was to basically just like as you said keep us locked in our bodies so we find a mate of the opposite sex make more babies more slaves for them that's that's what i'm hearing you say well let's look at it like this let me let me just let me just play a game of 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 of, of mental exercise with you for a second every single thing that men do in life that governs their choices is because they see another man do it when you look at a billboard and you see that man in the suit who has the girl on his lap they're not selling you the, just the girl. They're selling you the man and how he's dressed, what he looks like, what his prowess is, what his, what, what, what his alpha energy may be exuding to you that you want to have so you can get what's in that picture. So when they sell you a suit, they don't put on a mannequin, they put it on another man. So you can look at that man and go, oh, wow, he looks good in that. I can be that, you know? And then if I'm that, 
I'll get this. It's programming you. The whole idea of how this world operates is to get you, like when someone is looking at porn, for instance, they're not looking at just the, the woman. They're looking at how the woman is being penetrated. They're looking at how the man is penetrating the woman. They're looking at the man doing his thing. And then they start to think, oh, that could be me. Again, we already live through being attracted to the man. Every single way we buy, every single way we connect with our brotherhood, every single way we see other men when we're in conversations is we are literally looking through them. So if we get rid of the nonsense, the intimacy aspect is your choice of you, how you want to amplify energy. It has nothing to do with gay, bisexual, head roll, this, that, because people like to be holding to their labels. But when you hold on to a label and you just don't allow yourself to be a liberated being, you then are conditioned to whatever that box has set up from the matrix, the way the matrix has set that box up for you, what comes along with it and what rules come along with it and how you integrate those rules into your life. Like the, what is the one we always get as men, which is we're growing up as, as boys and we're told that we have to be the one to put food on the table and put money, on, and put money in the bank. We're told that we, have to have, that we have to be good in bed in order to keep a woman. We're told all of these aspects of what we think a man is supposed to be. So we create a needed amount of pressure. We create anxiety. We create stress. We get some people even just sabotage everything in their lives because all they're thinking about is I'm all, this always falls on me. And then so guys naturally go into this place of, well, because I have to do all of this and the woman can do whatever she wants to do and a woman has a vagina. So if I'm not giving her what she wants and I'm not meeting those expectations, that woman's vagina can be given to another man and he gets to enjoy that vagina or whatever it may be. Do you understand? So there is an acknowledgement that we become victims to ourselves. And that's why men have difficulties in relationships because they become afraid of the vagina because of their own, they're afraid of their own roles because their roles are all bogus. That is not how you build foundation. That is not the role that men are supposed to play. That is what the matrix wants you to play so that you can keep women subjugated by your fears and your reactions and your triggers. And then that way they can get hurt and snap back at you. So there'll never really be a synergy in your relationship. You'll always be afraid that that woman could take her vagina and herself and all her beautiful essence and her kindness and her love and her compassion and her ability to see quantumly and all that to another man. And then you start wondering, is it because of the size of his of his uh, Johnson is it because is it because he um, has more money than me is it because you know I wasn't good enough and then we go back into that um, I'm not good enough you know way and so then what happened why do men cheat men don't cheat men don't cheat I always tell women when your man is cheating it has nothing to do with you it has to do with the man. The man only goes to another girl or to another guy or whoever it may be because they want their egos boosted again. They want that fresh feeling again. They want that quick high where they were mysterious and started to be liked. And people are like, oh my God, you're so sexy. Oh my God, you're so amazing. Wow, that was wonderful. I really loved when you did that because they didn't go into the depths of those emotions. It's all new again. So it's the new, it's like them doing another line of Coke. It's like that new, it's that new high that they get immediately. And then it's like, yeah, you know, because the other girl that they were with or, or whoever it was that they were with, if they were with a guy or a girl, it doesn't matter. They were 
already saturated in all their triggers and their issues that they haven't been able to look at because those fears of what the indoctrinations of what they're supposed to be is weighing heavy on them. And so that's how the matrix manipulates sexuality for its purpose of domination, oppression, control, and dividedness. So the more it does that, it makes women more afraid and create more fear and more need to put pressure on you. And then it makes men go more into a place of, why don't you just acknowledge that I'm doing the best that I can? Why can't I just come to you and share with you and be transparent with you? No, because they're afraid that the woman's going to get mad or they're afraid that they're going to be vulnerable from where they already are vulnerable. Vulnerability exists in men because the freaking system we live in is so stuffy and filled with so many rules and so many conditions that have played on us that we aren't able to even understand what it truly means to step into the primal energy, but then also into the soft nurturing energy and merge the two as one. Thank you. What is a good way to do that? It, and then it's also making me think of, of being able to make love to angels. Like, for example, when I do a breath work practice, that seems to help me fuse my masculine and feminine. And I have had experiences where there is that intimacy with other beings. Would that be one way, breath work? Yeah, breath work is a way, yes. I think the way to start doing that is to really start getting into a true intimacy to become what we call a sensual being. A sensual being recognizes sensuality in all aspects of life. When you take a shower, you get in the shower, you feel that water hitting your body and you just start letting yourself make those noises. Mm. You're just like, oh, oh, that feels so good. You know, you eat something and it tastes so good. People, I go to dinner tables and I'm with my girlfriend and we're sitting on the dinner table and I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. Wow. Oh my God. This is, yeah, I love this. If I'm talking to like my male friends or my female friends and they're talking about something, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so turned on to you right now. What we are talking about, I am lit. I am feeling so good about what I'm hearing and experiencing from you. I just want to eat you, you know, because you start to learn that the sensuality is the essence of remembrance. It is the river of intelligence. And so when we begin to step into that space of what that river is and we bathe ourselves in that river, life becomes mm, so glorious and, and orgasmic. And, and when you hug someone, I just want to like, when I hug people, I start massaging their backs. And you know, like when men hug, sometimes they'll pat each other in the back. And like my friend Dave Asprey and I were focusing a lot on looking at like the, the what happens when someone pats someone on the back. So we're looking at how it affects the neurological system. And actually every time you pat someone on the back, which comes from a colloquial way of communicating with the body, the body's supposed to communicate, hey, you're safe to be whoever the hell you wanna be right now. And that's how we should hold space for people. Like my whole role that I keep in my friendships is that if you don't, you want to roll with me, you roll free. If you have rules and you, and you can't like, if my friend wants to take off his clothes and walk around me naked, I'm not going to say anything. My mom's not going to say anything. My sisters aren't going to say anything because we're a family that is just very like, be who you want to be. And we're going to love you unconditionally. But mm -hmm. what happens is human beings have created so many rules and ideas of what they, the shame and the guilt and all of these things. So 
they lose that connection to their sensuality and they begin to operate from agenda and what they're gonna get. So like men will get into the bed, for instance, with a woman, and instead of being in the sensual aspect of let me read the rivers of intelligence that's coming from her body and from her vessel and coming from her, from her vagina and, and coming from her every aspect, and it doesn't matter if it's a woman or even if it's a man, it's they go into the, the head and they get into the head and going, start thinking, am I pleasing her? Is she liking this? Is she this? They start paying more attention to their, their inner dialogue and women sense that immediately. And even like when, when, when men are getting a blowjob, for instance, okay? When, when a man's getting a blowjob, this is worship time. This is worship the phallic. This is like men should be getting like experiencing the sensations, not thinking in their head. It, everything is supposed to be about feeling. Like when I talk to people, I'm not thinking about what they're saying. I'm feeling what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And so that way it tells me where they're coming from. Are they coming from their heart? Are they coming from agenda? Are they coming from a place where they're trying to dominate me? What is it, what kind of energy am I getting here, right? Mm -hmm. And so the, the, the way for us to begin down that road of true intimacy with life. And that means like everything from the trees and flowers and nature and the wind. When the wind touches you, I, I'm like, sometimes I'll be with my male buddies, you know, and the wind will come and I'll be like, I'll be like, yes, hello wind. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm acknowledging, I'm having sensuality with the wind. And they're like, what? And I'm like, come try, come with me, stand right here and be, and be sensual with the wind and watch what happens. All of a sudden the wind comes even more. And so it's, it's, it's that energy, it's the opening, it's not a rape. We have to stop raping each other. We have to stop raping each other's minds, emotions, spirit, and body. We have to start getting into that space. There's nothing greater than having someone give you a blowjob who just starts by just licking and smelling your balls. Just sniff the balls, sniff the cock, you know, sniff the head, sniff up and down the shaft. The primal energy that that awakens in men goes back to when dogs sniff each other's, you know, junk, right? It, it, it's, it's a part of us. We are half animal. So we have to allow some of those primal energies to be sensed through our spiritual essence, because we're merging the two. We are, we are, we are uh, physical forms of primal nature and spiritual forms of intelligence. We have to activate all of it. And so that's the first key, sensuality. Thank you. Thank you. So there's a fellow in, my, in a different men's group that I, I just started with, a buddy. And um, the initial fellow who started the men's group, he leads this thing called wild man activation, where he had this vision uh, when he was living in Bali to start leading men, like get them all into a teepee, get them naked and like do sort of primal movements facing inwards together. And at the very end, they do a 30 second hug with each other. Uh, things like complimenting each other's cocks and things like that. So uh, he and I were going to facilitate this for this new group. And there's one fellow, actually two, but one is super triggered. And he's like, I don't do sexual things with men. You know, that's a boundary I have. And I just said, oh, if you'd like to look at where that, you know, projected homophobia is coming to, I'd, I'd love to have a conversation about that. What in your, if you were in my shoes, what would be the best way to deal with that situation? Okay, well, so for, we have to understand one thing, right? So, and I want to kind of bring this to, to a greater attention because I talk about this a lot when, when I'm helping um, help people understand the, the tribal culture, a tribal unity that takes place. So in tribal culture, in ancient tribal culture, now, of course, a lot of the Western world has spilled over into indigenous people's ways, which is unfortunate. 
But in ancient tribal culture, it was very normal for a group of men in the tribe to go and share just cuddling. Like a hug is great, but there's, there's something more generated in the brain and in the body when you actually lay down and with a man without their, it's not the context of we're going to get to this point where we're going to have like major sex with each other. It's not about that. I have male friends since I was in high school who would come over and we would just cuddle. And then we would just hold each other and have that intimacy. And the reason why I set it up that way was because I didn't get that from my father. I didn't get my father holding me and just hugging me and connecting mm -hmm. with me. And, and I think most of us didn't. I felt intimacy was, or that was when I was with my girlfriend. So every time I was with my girlfriend, I didn't know how to cuddle. I just wanted to go straight to the sex because I wanted to feel that sensation of being acknowledged. And what we realized, it's not sometimes about the sex. And so a lot of times people will go in and say, oh, I don't like this gay stuff or gay shit that I hear people say. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, gay doesn't exist. It's a created word from the matrix to create an idea of shame and limitation upon how you choose to share intimacy with life. This is your life. I, I'm sorry, like the way I look at life and I remember telling my dad a long time ago, and I said, you know, my dad's like, I don't understand why you feel like you need to share your essence and energy with a man and a woman. And I said, well, you know what, dad, I don't, you can, you, this is how you choose to look at life. To me, I want to sample all the fruits on this planet. This is my life. And after this, I leave this body. There'll never be a Durek again. There'll never be another Durek. So I'm going to sample the fruits. I'm going to drink the juice. I'm going to, I'm going to roll around in the mud. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to smell the earth. I'm going to smell the people. I'm going to taste the essence of God in every single aspect of life. And I'm not going to pull back because you choose to not know God. You choose to only know God through your compartmentalized box of mentality where I want to know God through the grass, through my connection to, to my friends, to the smells in the air. I want to smell the armpits of men. I want to smell the legs. I want to smell the feet. I want to smell everything. I want to, I want to just take in the essence of God's many essences and forms to truly know God and not just in the way that they told me to and to know myself as God and, and be a part of my own experiences and feel my own body. And what does this feel like? And what if I do this? What am I going to get right here? Oh my God, that's an amazing sensation. What is that? And what can I do with that sensation? Oh, I know I can do magic. I can take that sensation and I can put it towards manifesting more amazing things in my life. I can take that sensation and bring it to my friend who's been sick and do healing on them with that energy. I can take that sensation and walk into a room and blast everyone with that energy. But I, I, in order to do that, I have to become the great God explorer. I have to be able to explore beyond the limitations of the matrix because they know. Like sometimes I'll be with my friends, male or female, and I'll just smell them. I'll go, and they'll go like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm smelling you. They're like, why? I was like, because I want to know how you smell. I want to know what secretes from your body. I want to get into the essence of you as God. I want to know what you smell like versus what this person smells like so I can remember your potency. You see, I, there, I can walk into a room and tell you when someone's angry because I can smell what anger smells like because I've smelled so many people. 
because right. I have, because that's the wolf medicine. That's the, that's the dog. That's the, that's the, that's the hound. That's the, the sniffing out of energies. Every animal represents us. Every aspect of our being represents the, and those energies. In indigenous culture, it is known and seen. And so we in the Western world have been pushed away from those realities. So when men don't get the intimacy that they should have gotten from their fathers, because their fathers have been, were also programmed into this, this, this uh, lack mentality of not being able to connect, then they go and look for it through sex. And they become sex, uh, you know, sex addicted beings. But the truth is that they're not addicted. The addiction's not real. That's also an illusion. They're just seeking essence that they didn't get enough of. And so, so when men go to cuddle in these cuddle puddles, like I used to set up my house where I would put like, you know, glad bags and oil and like make all this amazing food and like have areas where with plushy cushions and amazing music. And I would just have women and men come and we would just cuddle and I'd cuddle with my male friends and we cuddle with the women. And it wasn't about this overture of we need to have sex because we're cuddling. A lot of times men will go into, okay, we cuddled now, now let's have sex. That's because that's what they've been trained themselves to get, they want to get that. But when you start becoming an, uh, what we call a sensual, authentic, aware being that acknowledges turn on, you actually begin to want to have more cuddles. You, you want to have more affection. You actually will start to want more affection than just being sexual. And then the sex will just be like, like your orgasms will have you screaming to the gods and goddesses of the universe and being like, like, like primalness will come through your being because mm. you will feel the whole entire essence of God move through every aspect of your body. And mm. that is living. Thank you. So what I'm hearing you say is like, really just live it and be it. And if you come into contact with somebody who is not there yet, just stay in your power, stay in your sensuality, and they'll either come along with you or they'll vibrate out of your experience. Um, maybe you don't even need to respond to that type of pinched offness. You can just keep being in the light. Is that sort of what I'm hearing you say? What I'm saying is let people be where they are in their evolution and love them unconditionally. Thank you. you no, know, it's like if, if, if someone doesn't want to release themselves from their chains, you're not gonna force them out of their chains. People love their chains, they love their ropes. And let me, the biggest problem we have on our planet is that people don't realize how much they love their chains. Like if someone is having money problems and I tell them what the issue is of why they're blocking money from coming into their life, they'll try to argue with me and tell me all the reasons why they think it is. Instead of realizing that, instead of, instead of them just being honest and saying, you're right, I hate money. You're absolutely right. Now, now let's heal from there. You know, if someone's having dysfunctional relationships and the relationships don't work, they have to just be honest. Like, I'm afraid of being, um, I'm afraid of being vulnerable. That's why. And that's the reason why I act the way I act with my girlfriend or my boyfriend, whoever it may be. And that's the reason I'm acting this way. As said, what they do is they use pride as a precursor to intelligence. Pride of the, you know, this is what it is. And, uh, and it's this person, this, and it's this person that, and so male chauvinist behavior that exists within men and why women have difficulty with that is because we men have been in, we, we, we can't blame ourselves and be shameful and upset about it. It's been indoctrinated into our structure as men and what we think men are supposed to be. And so when we get into a space of learning intimacy and sensuality, we get out of this need to dominate women 
and we get into this relationship of true communication. Every time you're intimate with someone, you're communicating to them without words. You ever go to a party and a DJ or there's music, like for me, like when country music comes on and I'm dancing and I'm having the best time and my friends are dancing and we're listening and we're having our country music time or we're at a house party and there's like DJs playing. We start dancing, that's because the body is actually intelligently connecting to the alchemist of the music and it's affecting us and the body wants to move without me even thinking about it. It doesn't require thinking. Thinking is overrated because the first thing you have to ask yourself is every time you think, are you thinking with new technology, which is expansive and all accepting, all loving and intelligence that allows people to be who they are? Or are you thinking with what we call generated intelligence that was given to you by your mom or your dad or your authority figures or the movies you've seen or your government or your religious systems or your spiritual systems? So if you're thinking with generated intelligence, then you're not thinking for yourself, you're thinking for other people. That means you're not dreaming your dream, you're dreaming, you're, you're part of their dream and you are a magistrate of their dream. But right. if you are thinking from what is called true divine intelligence, you are creating new ways to think outside of the old ways to think, which means you are becoming what we call evolved. Thank you. Okay, so I'm leading um, a cuddle puddle and uh, a guy yeah. comes up to me and says, I don't wanna do that, that's gay. What do I say? You're entitled to believe what you want to believe about your reality. Boom. <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. Let's open it up to questions. Um, just so you guys know, if you, if you do unmute yourself and ask a question, you will be on the podcast. So your, your uh, voice will just be heard. Uh, so just just a heads up. So if you'd like to unmute yourself and ask Shaman Jurek, is it shaman or shaman? Uh, it's 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 how, different cultures say differently. Some people say shaman, some people say shaman. It's fine. Okay, so both are correct. Okay, it's awesome. Just my public name. You can call me my nickname, which is Ducky. I'm, I'm okay with Ducky. That. <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> Anybody wants to ask Ducky a question? <laughs> Ducky, I thought that would make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. This is awesome. I, I, I have a question um, from a curly haired bloke here who hangs out with um, a bunch of guys who who um, don't really know themselves too well in this regard of what we're all talking about. And I guess my question would be, what's what's one thing I could apply or what's one step in the right direction towards loosening the chain, sort of speak, of the collective level of energy that I surround myself with, with um, my masculine friends? Because I, was, because I ask, because I'm always the guy that seems to bridge this, this new connection with um, what's happening right now. And uh, Ducky, what's one, what's one good thing I could do to really bring forth um, some um, some uh, questions being raised in everybody's heads that are um, welcoming. I'm not sure if that makes any sense, but I'm I'm always curious as to what I can do to continue to to bridge that connection with people that are really um, like you guys were saying. They're really um, they're really holding on to their uh, their belief systems and their programming, and um, they really like their robes, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you want to really acknowledge is that you can't pull someone from their chains. I don't care how you can argue, you can bicker, you can go through all kinds of ways and you'll just get into a big like discussion that will end nowhere. There will be no resolution. 
the way you get people out of your ch their chains is you make them uncomfortable, right? You make them uncomfortable so much to the point when you stay in a place of love while you're making them uncomfortable. And see, whenever they get uncomfortable and that trigger comes up, you're just like, that's your own uncomfortableness with freedom. And that's okay. And just observe it and observe the fight you're having with yourself. It's not with me. It's your own fight with yourself. And, and so what you're doing is then you're simply saying when you're ready to come out of the, this, um, this bondage that you've created for yourself as a warden, I would love to share some amazing, beautiful ways for you in which you can, um, that you can, uh, sorry, let me just, that's not, I forgot to turn that off. Um, that you can, um, you know, um, mature into, right? And that's it. And so my whole thing is I, I always see myself as a feather ruffler. I'm, I'm, I'm not here on the planet for the people pleasing game. Yeah, because you have to understand, first of all, what kind of planet you're on. You have to understand you're on a planet that is a game. It's a game. It's just a game. That's it. And you got to play to win. And the way you win on this game is through honoring your autonomy and letting other people honor their own autonomy. And just the more people get uncomfortable with you, the more they begin to undo their chains because their uncomfortableness is what they're experiencing with the part of themselves as that warden who's locked themselves up. Right. And so the more you bring that potent energy, the more they see your life happy, the more they see you thriving, because look, the more sensual and turn on you have, the more money you're going to make, because money is currency and it's magnetic. And what is turn on and what is potency? It's magnetic. Right. And so even as I'm talking to you, you can feel the turn on that I'm creating in your body just by talking to you because I'm a magnetic being. And so when people, when I have my male friends who are super, like I have this one friend who's a boxer, he's a kickboxer, whatever. When he's around me, he's crying in my arms. He's like, Derek, just touch my body, hug me, hold me, you know, all these different things because he knows that he can let down those walls with me because I created this beautiful sanctuary for him to show up to. And that's all you're going to do. You're not going to force them. You're not going to bicker. You're not going to argue because every time you do, you're building more testosterone in them and they're just going to keep holding that, digging their their let their feet in and you're going to feel frustrated and get nowhere and the question is if you do get frustrated then you're out of alignment because if you get frustrated that means that you are looking for people to join your squad so you can feel comfortable about what you're doing and then that means that you're actually coming from insecurity because you're not holding space you're actually saying join my team get on my football team i want to recruit you so i feel justified in who i am and that's something i see that a lot you know, even in the gay community, that quote unquote gay community, where men will try to convert men to be gay instead of just being who they are and sharing with them that energy. And if they choose to jump into that, they choose to jump into it. But the reason people like to do that is like when people knock on your door and say, come to Jesus, come, you know, read, hear some books and stuff that you're recruiting. And that means you're recruiting because you feel that the more people you get on your team, the more it justifies your place in life and what you're doing. And you don't want to do that. No, that sounds like everybody in West Hollywood when I'm walking around my short shorts. <laughs> the short shorts on, and hopefully I drive by. This is amazing because That's let's right. turn on these. Because you know, like again, even the short shorts. If people are looking at them and getting turned on, that person can bring money and success in their life just by looking at that you as God wearing short shorts. And so again, express your turn on. It's sexy, and that's what we need to be okay with—the potency of who we are. Oh, well said. Thank you. That's beautiful. 
what are some good daily habits that you implement, Shaman Jurek, uh, to better stay in that place of love where you are the lighthouse? So the first thing I do is I just remove judgment. You know, I realize that um, I'm on a planet. I, I look at myself on a grand sca- a stage when I'm out in life and that, you know, everyone on this planet, everyone lies on this planet. Everyone's liars because we have to be because we're all hypocrites because we have to be in order to handle evolution. And so, you know, so what I do is I just absorb and, 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 and um, observe the, the likeness of each God in their moment, knowing that everyone's a shapeshifter. So when someone says something to me, I'm like, oh, that's great. And if they change their mind tomorrow, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I'm not here to be like looking for right and wrong in humanity. I'm here to observe and witness how human beings choose to interact as themselves and to love them unconditionally. So however you choose to show up, that's what people love being friends with me because all my friends know that when they're around me, they can be say and talk about anything under the sun. They can tell me everything that they could never say to anyone because they were thought they would be judged. You won't get that with me because I'm here to love you unconditionally and accept you in every single way. And that's the feeling that people love when they would go to a party and meet someone and they get into this talk and they start feeling like, wow, I I really feel a connection with you. Maybe we had a past life or maybe you didn't have a past life. And it was just that that person gave you space to be you without any agendas or need to like change you. That's what we need. And so that's what, if we can get into that level of providing that through seeing that within ourselves and within everyone else, Ooh, God, the sexiness of this world. Woo! Yes. That's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, Last question. Um, What were some of the sexual rituals that men would do together in other cultures before the Matrix took over? And what were some of the sexual rituals that men and women would do together before the Matrix happened? Well, I mean, that's a lot, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's, they were really performed in Greece and um, in Africa, in, in Italy, in um, a lot of Muslim cultures um, to this day still observe um, the connection with men. Like even when I go to Turkey to this day and I go to Hamam, I go in, I see men, you know, um, you know, masturbating each other, you know, and singing songs to each other and, 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 and walking around the Hamam as guys and talking about all their stuff and this and this and their securities and all these different things. And it was very normal for men to, to be in those spaces of brotherhood and not be so caught up in the idea of, you know, feeling like, okay, this is not okay, and so forth. You know, the matrix changed that level of relationship and connection to becoming much more of a pissing contest with men versus a connection of brotherhood and intimacy. And so a lot of the cultures like the Grecian cultures, the Turkish cultures, the African cultures, the Italian cultures, I mean, there's so many cultures that actually observe this level of connection. And so even in tribal cultures, I mean, even today in in Papua New Guinea, you know, it's customary for men to drink each other's semen to become men. You can't become men unless you drink your friends and everyone in the tribe's semen, because that's how you become a man. And so for people in the Western world, they're like, that's disgusting. But for them, it's, it's, it's the God, the nectar of the gods of your village that have, that have kept your village going. And now it's merging with your essence and you're coming into that energy of being the gods of that village. And in African cultures, it was normal for men to be able to, to service other men, to worship and honor them. And so it, it, again, it, 
and same with women as well too, you know, it was very normal for women to stimulate each other um, when they were giving birth or when they would get pregnant. Um, you know, they spent a lot of time stimulating each other because it was a connection of acknowledging the, their own bodies. Men know their bodies well, so why wouldn't they want to stimulate their brothers in that way? And women know their bodies well, and why wouldn't they want to stimulate their bodies that way? It was a natural part of, of our existence. And if you look back through all the different, um, ageism from all the different cultures the only thing that changed that is when they saw that it made us too powerful too potent too magnetic and they knew that magnetism magnetism means that we wouldn't accept these frequency programs that they've been sending into our minds to make us feel bad about who we are and why we exist and so if you are a potent person you're not worried about when someone talks bad about you. You're not concerned when people say things and do things. You're not getting butt hurt. You're, you're like, okay, great, whatever. So what? Done. You're not affected by it. You're able to focus on what you need to do. You're, you're, you're potent. You're, you're powerful. You know, it's like there's exercises that men would do where they would lay down and have a man uh, stimulate them while telling them how powerful you are, brother. You are God. You are powerful. You can do anything. You can make anything happen. All of a sudden, that man walks out of there and he's making millions and, and success is happening and all these different things. And, you know, and it can be either way. It could be a man to a man, a woman to a man, a woman to a woman. It doesn't matter. What matters is the level of magic and magnetism and potency that gets created. It's about amplifying energy into the world. Do you know every time you feel pleasure, you are actually generating energy that's creating other universes and other planets and other things being created throughout the galaxy? Your, your ability to maintain those energy, that's why in Sanskrit, the Sadvasana chakra, which is your second chakra, is also the place where Kundalini, uh, the power of inner, inner well-being, your ability to be connected to magnetism, which is your ability to generate prosperity, your ability to communicate and connect with people on a, on a soul level, your ability to feel creativity, do art, and expand yourself beyond the boundaries of, of thinking. I mean, that chakra is very powerful so what happens when you shut it down and you go and making people feel shameful and guilt you create poverty consciousness lack consciousness you create dest uh, uh, destitute you create a, 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 a starvation of of the natural aspects of our being which then make you have more rapists more killers more crime more hate more more division more 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 poverty more lack more fear and fear is an entity that the matrix loves because it gets in you and it blocks your ability to see properly, your ability to hear properly and your ability to feel properly. And then you become a fear monger. And then you go and share that virus with other people every time you sit down and talk to them. Now you're on the computer looking at all the things and now you're doing this and now you're doing that. And you're taking away from the most important thing, which is to feel bliss. Heaven on earth does not mean following rules and becoming this what you think is this holier than thou person. Heaven on earth means liberation of all attachments that were created by a system that wants to program you to become a slave for their indoctrinations for the purpose of them maintaining their power. Heaven on earth is body liberation, emotional liberation, mental liberation, and spiritual liberation. That's true heaven on earth. Thank you. Is that location of the second chakra, where is it? Is it sort of the, just the general cockballs prostate area? 
Uh, no, so it's three fingers below your uh, your navel. So there's a thing you know you call your dantian, and it's, right. it's three fingers below your navel, and it's about this big, so you can't miss it. Cool. And you can actually, if you know, we can do a quick, um, you know, what we can do, we can do um, an, an exercise to open up the energies inside of your body. Do you want to do that? Oh, do I have time? I have to go. Oh, go no, I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Maybe we can. Maybe we can do another installment at some yeah, point. Yeah, we can do another one. I have to go into meeting. Shaman Drake, this is like next level. This is the leading edge of thought and feeling. Thank you so much for inspiring us to feel more. I love you, gods. You're sexy. You're Thank hot. You. You're powerful. You're geniuses. Go out there and let your potency be spread in this world. You know, and remember when you're with someone intimately, a woman, a man, doesn't matter. It's not about you getting off. It's about you learning a dance. You know, whenever I'm being intimate with someone, I'll start drumming, you know, I chant, you know, I go, there's no rules. I don't, the moment you put a rule in, in your place of intimacy is the moment you allow the entities of fear and darkness into your, your sacred temple, you know, and literally go in, bring fruits, feed each other fruits, mm, good nectars, put some honey on the tongue. You know, they say the honey and the sweetness of the tongue when experiencing pleasure in the body activates that energy for you to manifest in bigger ways, light candles and see that the other person is being worshiped as a God, as a goddess. And the same goes. When I talked to women, I had this one woman in uh, Sweden and her husband was divorcing her and he, they both come to me. And I said to her, I said, you know what the problem is, darling? I said, you're not, letting, you're not, you're not bringing the potency to your man. You, 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 what has to happen is the moment your man walks in the door, you need to just walk up to him and grab his dick, put him in a chair, pull his pants down, open his legs and sniff his balls and smell him and smell this phallic that it gives so much pleasure in life to you that has given you children. And when you start to acknowledge that, then you can begin to, to get into the ritual of, of, of the relationship. And then I told the man, I said, the next time you're with your woman, just walk up to her and just hold her and tell her how you appreciate her wisdom and her knowledge and her information, and then just touch her and just immediately start going in and rubbing her and touching her clitoris and going in and bringing those juices and that, that create that energy to life, that nectar of the gods, right? And that goddesses, because we have those nectars. You're, for men, it's the, it's the essence of their sperm that, that they, they choose to give when they decide they wanna give. It's their choice, right? And for women, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the pouring of the nectar, it's the waterfall, right? And so when we understand the essence, you don't go into a, a, an encounter intimately through wanting to go in and just get off. You want to you want to change the playing field from not being a playing field, but being an experience of communication. How can you communicate stories in your lovemaking? Right. Thank you. Okay. Last quick question. Um, I don't want to. I don't want it to be negative, but it's just like something comes to me to ask you do we need to protect ourselves in any way from the, the dark forces as we're learning to, uh, you know, really experience our joy on a deeper level? 
So there are certain spirits like succubuses and incubuses and different types of um, parasitic energies that do get in there. And sometimes guys will come to me to help um, me clear those things from them. Relationships that you were in where the person was doing sex magic on you to control you, manipulate you. Um, relationships that you were in where they were utilizing you as a pleasure tool, much like a dildo, but not really connecting with you on a soul level. And it goes vice versa for both women and men. And there are certain types of imprints that are left inside the shaft energy, inside the scrotum that get inside the prostate. And if you accumulate too many of them, you get what is called a fogginess of the cock. And that means literally the sensations of, of connection, both spiritually, mentally, and emotionally become separated. And so then it just becomes, and that's usually when people start going into like heavy porn watching or um, you know high levels of masturbation because they don't understand that they're picking up all these energies that they're still holding on to that are actually affecting how they create intimacy with another person. So you know one of the things that you want to do is you want to, and you can even just do it right now. Um, what you can simply do is you can simply say out loud and you're going to speak directly to your soul to activate this energy. So the way you're going to do it is you're going to speak because a lot of times people think when they say I am affirmations, those aren't affirmations. That's just you wasting, wasting words because you didn't, you weren't born into a world where your parents were like, I am blah, blah, blah to you. They were like, you are you, 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 you are. And that's what gets programmed into our system is the you are. So when if you want to like activate your potency, you can start by saying things like, you are a sexy man. We'll just do a couple of them and then we'll access the soul potency. So go ahead, you are a sexy man. You're saying that to your soul, to your being. You are a sexy man. I love how when you walk into the room, your potency is felt and seen. I love how when you walk into a room, your potency is felt and seen. You are so sexy that the energy that is moving through your body right now is so powerful. You are so sexy that the energy moving through your body right now is so powerful. You have a God cock. You have a God cock. You have powerful energy in you that allows you to access other awarenesses. You have powerful energy in you that allows you to access other awarenesses. I love how you are such a king. I love how you are such a king. You are so intelligent. You are a genius. You are so intelligent. You are a genius. You are a sexy God. You are a sexy God. You have a beautiful cock. You have a beautiful cock. You have a yummy cock. You have a yummy cock. You are so powerful and that energy is moving through you right now. You are so powerful, that energy is moving through you right now. You are vibrating that powerful potency into the world. You are vibrating that powerful potency into the world. You are a magnetic force of power. You are a magnetic force of power. You have an amazing cock that is bringing amazing manifestations into your life. You have an amazing cock that is bringing amazing manifestations into your life. You are turn on. 
You are turn on. And you are turning on right now. And you are turning on right now. <laughs> you see how that feels? Yes. That's what they should have taught us in sex ed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. What a different world it would be. But and we're creating that world. I have to go because my, yes. my production team is, is reaching out to me. Um, Thank and you. So the other one is going into, and you're going to say this, soul. Soul. I want you. I want you. To remove the imprints. To remove the imprints. From your cock. From your cock. And your prostate. And your prostate. And release it out of your mouth and throat through deep breath. And release it out of your mouth and throat through deep breath. And during that exercise, you might start coughing, you might start gagging, you might start yawning because those imprints are coming out. Mm -hmm. I'll take some time to do that one today. Yeah, and what you can do is you can set it up by setting a timer and just sit in a chair, set a timer, 15 minutes. Soul, I want you to pull the imprints of other people that you've shared yourself with intimately or sexually that are in your scrotum, in your shaft, in the head of your penis, and bring them out of your mouth and throat through deep breath for 15 minutes. And you just sit in a chair and let the timer go and you watch what happens. You're gonna have a shamanic experience, it's powerful. Mm. And then you're gonna feel a new energy and you're gonna be like, ooh, what is that? That, mm. And then you're gonna say, I love how you have an amazing God cock. <laughs> yes, so amazing. <laughs> Oh, this is like the interview my soul was like wanting for like years. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to serve you. Appreciate you, Especially Shaman Jerick. Thank Have you a guys. beautiful, beautiful session writing for the movie. Thank you. And um, God, God bless you. Thank you so much for sharing today. And um, if people would like to check out Shaman Jerick, you can go to shamanjerick.com and Shaman Jerick on Instagram. I know you're quite active on there. Uh, Shaman Jerick does these amazing lives where like, it's just like, he's just transmuting this loving energy. Uh, and, and it's, everybody's like pressing love, 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 love. And we're all just like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> but check out his amazing, and also his book, this, this book, I was going through a tough time a few months ago and I would listen to your audiobook of spirit hacking. Like I'd wake up at like three in the morning, I couldn't get back to sleep. And then I'd turn on your audiobook and I'd fall right back to sleep. It was so comforting and so empowering. So thank you for that. You are so welcome. It is an honor and I'm happy because it's not my book, it's our book. And everything mm -hmm. that I do is to serve God and to serve the goddesses. Amazing. That's Amazing. what I'm here to do, to serve the gods and serve the goddesses. Beautiful. I love to worship. Amen, brother. Beautiful. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you guys soon. Love and chi. Love and chi. <laughs> Satnam. Satnam. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Urban Yogi podcast this week. This was literally one of my favorite interviews that I've ever gotten to do. And um, again, as I was saying in the interview, I had some sleeping difficulties, you know, during this whole, you know, lockdown thing. And really, it was so beautiful and helpful to have Shaman Durek's book. Uh, there, that audiobook on Audible to just listen to when I would wake up. 
and it was like magic. I would fall right back to sleep. And I really feel like many of the things that he says in that book are things that my soul has been saying since I was a little kid or perhaps for many, many lifetimes. And the way that Shemanjurik so eloquently states things in the book about labeling, about spirituality, about connecting to our higher self really, really hit home for me. And I know it will for you as well. So I wish you a beautiful, beautiful day. And follow Shaman Jurek on Instagram and check out his book, Spirit Hacking. Satnam!
powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant? Gorgeous, talented, fabulous. Actually, who are you not to be? Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people will feel insecure around you. You're all meant to shine as children do. You're born to make manifest the glory that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. May the love